Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here. Today we're looking at one of the most famous of parables. That of the prodigal son. Yeah, this is certainly a cultural reference from time to time. Even those who have never even read or heard the fullness of this parable, it seems to be referenced a lot. You haven't seen someone in a long time and they walk in and I've heard people say, well, look, it's the prodigal son returns. It's really interesting whether they know the fullest of the context or not. And quite frankly, I get a little frustrated with this parable. It is full of nuance and layers, and it's difficult to communicate the findings if you studied this. It's Luke 15, 11 through 32. I'm going to give us some insight that I've found, and I do it within our normal time. I encourage you to read this thoroughly at some point. It is very interesting. And do it in some stillness. And he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine across arose across the land, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to be one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs and he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything but when he came to himself he said how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread but I perish here with hunger I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. He arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
and they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out to entreat him. But he answered to his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I have never disobeyed your commands, but yet you never gave me a young you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes? You kill the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the gospel of our Lord. Quite interesting. You can hear and see and almost taste the layers. At this point in Lent, this story is very timely. In a way, it means we can always come home again. When I was 17... I moved to Tennessee from Ohio, which was quite a gift, even though I didn't feel like that at the time. I got to be reunited with my father, really for the first time. And I got to spend several years around him. And the first year I moved back, I got to spend the last months of my grandfather's life with him. Within a couple of months of being back, my dad asked me to learn some songs with him because one of his singers had left his group. My dad was quite interesting. He was in law enforcement with a baseball background and was a musician, a pretty moving uh, singer, and played guitar really, really well. So he didn't tell me at the time that the parts that I were going to be singing were going to be all the high parts. It was made for an interesting experience. We made a trip to Texas for a few concerts. One of them was a homecoming at a church. Have you ever heard of this? I had no idea what this meant at the time. But it's truly based on the story of the prodigal son. We bring everyone together who has ever really been a part of the church. Bring them back again. There's food, there's music, and I'm sure there's some awkwardness. But it's quite a beautiful picture. 
It was based on belonging. No matter how long you have been gone, you can always come home again. At least for that day. The story of the prodigal son is one of the most famous, like I said. Interestingly, it's a story of sin, repentance, and forgiveness. What to do, what not to do. And it doesn't end with the prodigal son's embrace, but with the brother's resentment. And truly, the parable just doesn't end. He just leaves it. Almost as if we can finish the story ourselves. As Jesus was telling the story, the father does not rebuke his son. On the contrary, he celebrates his return. Then we see the other son's anger at his brother's celebration, maybe feeling slighted, taken for granted. But his father tells him, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. Even true repentance like the prodigals here cannot wipe out the past and it does not put everything right. His inheritance has been squandered. Brokenness and damage to his brother's relationship. Notice the parallels that we can identify with here. Some of us can maybe think through from the father's perspective, some from the older brother's perspective, and some from the younger. Maybe another in the story that's observing it as it's playing out. True repentance occurs here in the Father's embrace. The key moment may in fact be this embrace. The real change in the prodigal happens in the arms of the Father. Repentance, confession, and restoration begins. Through all of our lives, we change. We have a difficult time recognizing one another after a long period of time has gone by. I wonder if all of our mileage and decisions can make us think or feel that our Creator may not even recognize us. We think back to the time where we sensed a close, intimate communion. Or maybe it was just an innocence of just believing without a lot of life experience to get in the way. And then life happens. Choices are made. Heartache, tragedy. Things that we never wanted to have planned. And it leaves us 
a bit untethered and confused and maybe uncertain about where our faith is, have the choices and the paths that we have traveled taken us far away that we could never return and have an embrace like the prodigal son has received. The farther I run away from the place where God dwells, the less I am able to hear the voice that calls me the beloved. And the less I hear that voice, the more entangled I become in the manipulations and power game of this world. This is Henry Nouwen from The Return of the Prodigal Son. This is a beautiful and heartfelt book. If that's something you'd like to pick up, you can go find that almost anywhere. It's well worth the read. Now, this past week, my family and I spent our spring break in the Smoky Mountains, which is one of our favorite things to do when we can. One of the last evenings, we spent a night with my mother, which is always wonderful. She spoils our kids with junk food and lots of things. And many of you know this, and some may not. My mother raised me, my sister, and is now raising my nephew. My sister passed away from an accidental overdose several years ago and has been raising her son ever since. He has a place at my mom's house even though we don't really know where he is. Walking around in that room this night I couldn't help but think of the echoes of the parable of the prodigal son. In a story like this, we should see the grace and welcomed embrace of the father to his lost son. Because the heart of the gospel is the belief that Christ's love has gravity and power in any human life, no matter where we are, no matter where we go, to make the image of God evident again. In these waning days of Lent, I pray that you are finding deep and meaningful communion with your Creator. Holy Week is coming, and Eastertide as well. God's peace be with you, and may you share in this peace with everyone that you meet.